Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 on a Tuesday, which means it's new Turd Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you're getting new Kelly Clarkson, new Chris Jansen, and new Chris Cornell. Very interested to hear all uh, three of those. I am a, I, well, I'm a Kelly Clarkson homer. I like her. Can totally get down with her. Chris Jansen's a guy I saw at, uh, at GAR's Country Jam a couple of months ago. And I knew like one song, and he kind of blew me away. The kid's actually a pretty decent performer. Um, I haven't heard this song yet. Who's your farmer's the name of it? Who's your farmer? Well, I picked it purely on title because I knew because I knew it was going to make fans don't go crazy. Wow. Right, wow. that's exactly why. Who I is picked your it. farmer? That's a good question. Then new Chris Cornell when bad does good. Okay, we'll take a listen to that as well. Is that from the grave? There, what did he do? Uh, well, he, like, I doubt it. Okay. I doubt. I, I doubt right. highly. We stuck the microphone in there. Chris, what are you going to say? You know, I had him start yelling. I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. I have to start this show in a manner I wish I did not, and that is apologizing to all of you that listen to it. I was made aware of something yesterday um, that in the moment I didn't realize. And I normally have a pretty good beat on it. But I was sitting, I, so I, went, I left work pretty early yesterday. I went to the gym and worked out. Right. And then my text messages started going off and it was the girlfriend. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I just got done with the gym and I'm on my way home. She goes, all right, I'm on my way over. Now, we were not scheduled to see one another yesterday. And so I was like, okay, well, this is odd, but this is cool. This is this is great, right? Unexpected surprise. This is kind of cool. Why didn't she at work? Isn't that like a little bit of con- like concern? Like, well, what do you, what do you, what she got off a little okay, early okay. yesterday. Okay. Yeah, this is a little later in the afternoon. Okay. Um, you know, when she texts me or whatever. And so, you know, she comes over a little later or whatever. And I said, you know, this is fantastic. I said, but, you know, what are you doing? She goes, well, I know we weren't supposed to hang out until tomorrow. She's like, but I listened to the show today. I was like, okay. And I thought I was getting yelled at. I was like, well, what did I do? What did I say? What was the wrong thing? She's like, um, you were a little yelly today. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, you know what? I tend to be a little yelly. That's kind of like, that's kind of like, she's like, nah, she's like, but a little more so than I think even than you want to be. She's like, I don't think you realized it today a little bit. She's like, you were a little yelly. And I was like, okay. And she just kind of grabbed me by the hand, took me to the bedroom, kind of put it on me. She was like, will you not yell tomorrow? She's like, I don't want everybody blaming me for this. Well, I was like, all right, fair enough. Dude, anger is an easy default. You know what I'm saying? Or not even like anger, because I don't think it was necessarily anger, but like there is something about... Annoyance is an easy default for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being fired up, like trying to like have it going is... And it's hard to find the balance there of like... At what point does that become over the top? And at what point is that like giving people what they want? I don't know, dude. That's that's It's It's a fine line. Because... The amount of people that messaged me yesterday were like, dude, that was awesome. Because there are some people that get off on it. And obviously, if you're the person in the crosshair, that's not great, right? It's not going to feel great. Now, I don't always feel bad for that person because they kind of thrust themselves in it. Like, you, you thrust yourself in the crosshairs by what you say. And I always say, like, I'm not one of these new school media types, dude. I'm not out to, like, hug and kiss and be everybody's best friend. Like, if you trash talk, I'm going to do it. Like, that's the way it's going to go down. I'm not, I'm not one of these, I will, I have the job, I got to protect that. I don't care. Dude, if you want to mix it up, we're mixing it up. That's just how I roll. Sure, I, and I, I completely understand and respect that. I think there's also sometimes, and you and I both guilty of it, there's no question about it, though, where it's something that not necessarily like the biggest deal in the world or something maybe that we just don't genuinely feel as strong about, and it's like, well, you have to, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you, I just want to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have to like amp yourself up there, and maybe, you know, 
people would be better served if it's like, well, dude, if you don't feel that strongly about it, quit screaming about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it nah, doesn't matter, doesn't work if, like it, that. if it doesn't matter, then what are we screaming about? Nah, I mean, it's the same reason why people bitch about things on Facebook. It doesn't really matter to you either. It just feels good to bitch about it. Oh, I mean, there's a discussion to be had, but that's different than like the than the the amped up because that's and, and, and we talked about it a little yesterday when you were talking about Glenn Beck's new book where it's like we're addicted to rage, yeah. we're addicted to outrage, and we're addicted to to being justified in our anger we all get like that there's no question about it and it's so easy to do now because everything is set up that way for us where right. it's like 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 you can't necessarily be surprised that you fall into that habit when it's like well dude this is what everyone's doing this is what society is, this is the and, world is. and i don't know i don't know if, if if that's truly what it is or if that's just what we're in in the moment i just couldn't believe i was put I, that, I, that i was made to sound like a lunatic for saying that there are going to be people who walk into a doctor's office and see sleeves on a surgeon and go yeah I don't know if I love that. And I was made to feel like the crazy person for that. When it was like, nah, I do. That's how most people are going to feel going into that situation. Now, I understand. I said it a thousand times yesterday. And again, my buddy Rodney hit me up. He's like, dude, I own two tattoo shops. What the hell? He was like, why, why are you doing this to me? I said, no, 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 dude. We're not doing anything to anybody. It's that I understand that you having sleeves has nothing to do with how good of a surgeon you're going to be. But that doesn't mean that that's the way the brain's going to process that information. That doesn't mean that at all. Well, I think people have a very, very hard time dealing with and calling out their own biases there. I think the fact that you're willing to do that sometimes, that's when people are like, it, make, it, makes, you, it makes them a little bit uncomfortable. It makes them a little bit like, eh. ah, well, that's on you. That's right. a good, dude, if, if you're uncomfortable about the fact that I can do that and I can look at, and this is what I said yesterday and you just said it better than I did yesterday so thanks for that because I kept saying yesterday I'm not afraid to admit the things about me that aren't great or that aren't that that aren't necessarily right like again if you're at an ATM machine at midnight and somebody walks across the street I'm on guard like oh my god am I about to get robbed right now like there's something about that I I am aware that the other human being some of them are out to hurt you much like I'm aware of that yeah with some of what my biases are and they're not accurate, they're not right, but we all have them, and pretending that you don't, which is honestly one of the reasons why I bitch about social media as much as I do, because I believe that's what happens on Twitter so much, is that people pretend they don't have these things while while yelling at you and pointing at the finger about how you do, and that's why Twitter makes me so angry. I can definitely agree with, with that in the sense of like, in my opinion, I think a vast majority of people are a lot of things. Like, I stand here and to be like, oh, I've never had a racist thought or a sexist thought or that's an crazy. ageist thought. That's absolutely that's crazy. crazy. That right. is. And I think people have a very, very hard time hearing that about themselves. Like, yo, I don't view you as like a dyed in the wool, like KKK member racist, but there's like, okay, here's something you did. People are like, no, not me. And and once you hear someone else do that, I think that can make people uncomfortable. This is exactly, this was in that conversation yesterday because the guy said to me, he goes, what if you go into the doctor's office and the guy's colored? And I said, Jesus, dude, what year is it? And he was trying to tell me how open-minded and progressive he is. He's like, I'm open-minded, I'm progressive. I was like, dude, you can't be open-minded, progressive, and say colored. Yeah, dude. Like, you can't do that. Like, (laughs) I felt like I was at lunch with my mom. Like, mom, you can't say colored. chill out. What year is it? Um, Yeah, like, you can't do that. um, I I, I think there's, there's the uncomfortable levelness that comes there. And I think another problem that you and I both have when it comes to 
screaming or like the over-aggressiveness of the show is we both have really loud voices. We're both bombastic. Yeah, and once we start playing off of each other and we get each other going, there's well, that level of like, no, thing, I'm louder. Well, see, it just happened right there. What <laughs> happens What happens is it's like, I, I gotta say this, right? And sometimes, like, we are a really loose, natural show. And I think that's why we're as, why I feel like we're as good at it as some people like to tell us we are. But what happens with there, and if we got one major fault, sometimes it could be right away a microphone. And when I watch like Real Time with Bill Maher, it's like he does a terrible job keeping his guests in line with that. Now, there's only two of us, so it's a little easier to rein in, but you're right. That's why that happens. The, 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 the way that I've always been explained, like, you know, right away of microphone, first of all, it's your show, so I always have to give it to you. Right. But when it comes down to it, it, it's like being in the same space and touching each other, where it's like you can do it briefly. You know what I'm saying? Do I get my reach around right now? Is that what's <laughs> you can do it briefly, but you can't occupy the same space at the same time. You get shows, some like talking head shows, where it's just both of them screaming at each other. And it's like, dude, Stephen A. Smith, I don't know what you're saying right now. Right. So you have to be able to. Scare! Like I said, you, you can touch each other, but you can't necessarily be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, Shannon and Skip are really bad about that, too, actually. That happens a lot there. Shannon's just bad all, all the way around, in my opinion. I just don't. I like, I always say, about Shannon Sharp, I would love to go out and have dinner with Shannon because I think listening to him tell stories about the NFL, like I feel like right. Shannon and I would be really good friends. Right. But watching him on TV can be a little bit difficult. One of our diehards, like a diehard, a P1 listener is what they're called, okay. says, dude, you've been a little yelly lately. Can't lie. He's like, honestly, he's like a guy who never does this. I've changed the station on, on you a few times. So yeah, see, I don't want that. I know I've been guilty lately saying, dude, Ray's got a lot of buttons. Start pushing them till you get happy. Dude, that's a defense magazine. I don't want you. Obviously, I don't want you doing that. Neither does I Heart Media. No, nobody, nobody wants you doing that. Okay, nobody no. wants you doing that. So yes, I uh, apparently, like I said, she came in yesterday. She was like, um, I was just here on Friday, but apparently you need me here today. And like, yeah, so she took care of it. She's coming back over again tonight. She's like, she's like, we need to make sure you're not yelling at the entire city. So that was made abundantly clear to me yesterday. We're gonna hope for a better, much looser, more fun version of this program today. Just don't talk trash to me on social. Me. Just, just think everything I say is gold and awesome. And then, <laughs> don't express your opinion and listen to mine. Don't have any differing you know, <laughs> views of mine, and we're going to get along great. More Stansberry Show and where you can find Fantone tomorrow. We'll give you all that info. That's next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200 200-200. Rock 106.9 WRQK is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test and should last seven seconds. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Every single hour on the program, your shot at $1,000. We'll do another one for you at 7 o'clock. That continues all throughout the day, by the way. It's uh, it's from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. So, Teresa, after we're done, got plenty of opportunities for you. And then Fish Head will get you up. It's a lot of money, dude. A lot of money. A lot of money we're giving away there. Yeah. Which I like. Because then when we turn around contract time and they tell me that they don't have it, I'm going to be like, well, then why are we giving it away all day? Yeah, we just gave it to Steve and Alliance, Stansbury. I don't have any money to give you. And what they're going to say is because your show sucks, and so we <laughs> got to make people, people want to listen to it. So, yeah, the brother will probably just use it as an excuse to keep us broke. Which, that's fine. 9 o'clock, new Tur Tuesday coming up. <laughs> new Kelly Clarkson, new Chris Jansen, new Chris Cornell, all part of that. Well, I was just kind of kidding. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want the company to think I hate them. I like them just fine. Those black SUVs rolling up there. 
you, thank God for saying SUVs fast. I was like, where, where are we going? What's happening? What's, what? I'm very interested to hear this new Chris Cornell today. Uh, Fantone tomorrow, however, could be found at the T-Mobile. He'll be up on Tusk uh, right there from 3 to 5. And uh, big cash lot prizes. Oh, dude, you know it's going down at the T-Mobile. Right across from Walmart there on okay. Tusk, dude. All 3 right. to 5, party will be going on. Oh, so in the shopping center pretty much across the street. You okay. know it, dude. You've been there before. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, T-Mobile getting it hooked up. I'll be getting it hooked up as well. So 3 to 5, see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow, 3 to 5. I heard about this yesterday. I don't have a ton of information. I apologize. But uh, apparently, dude, they had to evacuate the Pro Football Hall of Fame yesterday. Yeah. A threat was made at the Pro uh, Football Hall of Fame. This was Monday, just before 11 a.m. Based on the information, they did evacuate the building. Patrol officers and detectives responded. And then shortly after, they determined threat not credible. And, I mean, they have the taste of the... NFL, yeah. they have that huge event tonight. So for them, I'm sure they were like running around panicked yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it, what a logistical I, nightmare had you had to cancel that? I think in any situation where, they don't, by the way, they don't. Any situation where you are uh, an establishment like that, I guess whether you're a museum or a Hall of Fame or whatever, all of a sudden security has to be a very super tight, very super tight thing. Where I don't know, maybe 20 years ago you didn't necessarily feel that way. Probably needed to, but there was probably just a little bit of like, eh, it's not going to happen here. But nowadays, everywhere has to assume that, like, dude, we're a soft target. Well, 9/11 changed the game. You know what I mean? I think I, like that really did change the game. I, I think before that, people were just kind of like, eh, I mean, it's Ohio. Who's gonna? Win? You know what I mean? Like, but when that happened, even though we, I know that was New York, but I think people became really aware that are, the that your way of life can be right. rocked in a moment's notice without any like pre warning of what's going down. I think you throw the rise of mass shootings oh, into God. that as well. Yeah, obviously. In, in, yes. Into that as well. Yeah. And the overtly, you know, outrage time that we live in where everything's politicized and everything's such a big deal. I mean, some Those goddamn kneelers you're going to exactly, put them in there? Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, there, there is that level of like, dude, are we dealing with somebody unstable here? Is there something going yes. on? So, so if you make a threat, yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, big, big picture here. I don't know. I don't know what was threatened. I don't know what the end result of this was other than I know that it got, you know, they, they, they had to take everybody out and they said it wasn't a, you know, a credible threat. But you have to take anything that comes across your desk. It's credible. You have to. You can't. Yeah, it's like high schools now when, like, you know, you have senior pranks and, like, the, you know, they, they, they empty. The school. You have to. What, what's the motivation for calling the Hall of Fame and saying and uh, calling in a fake? Yeah, because calling in school, you're trying not to go to school. Yeah. So I get what the yeah. end game is there. You're 16. You don't think of the severity of what it is you're doing. You just want to skip AP English. So I get it, right? But. You're right. With the hall, it's like, dude, if you don't want to go to work, just call and say you don't want to go to work. Right. Right. I mean, I, I can't come up with the, like, where's the win for somebody there? What's the what's the motivation? What's the driving factor of calling in a fake threat to the Hall of Fame? I don't. I, I hate to speculate on something that could have been so serious, but my guess is this was probably kids again, too, right? Seeing what the reach of what they can do okay. is. Okay. I mean, there's just something. I'm just going to guess. Okay. I don't know, but I'm just going to guess it was young boys. Now, having been a young boy once upon a time in my life and pretty much, well, till about yesterday, I can tell you that, like, the thing about being a young boy is you push boundaries. Yeah. You do. You just, it's, you're trying to find out how far your sarcasm line is, how far your, like, your bravery line is, how far, you know what I mean, your balls go. It's like, kind of like one of those things, like, how, how much, what are you willing to do? And then the peer pressure kicks in. And dude, I always say it, you get four guys together and they just get, 
they just get dumber. Oh, bad decisions. They, they just get dumber. Compound on top of oh, one another. Sure. Go, all right, dude, I'll do it. Well, then you do it. All right, I'll do it. And, you know, like that. That that's one hundred percent destructive decisions and and, and 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 stupid thoughts happen. But I just can't. You're right. Maybe there it there it is. Is that just you know? Well, you won't call him. Well, I'll call him. Well, you call him. But I can't come up with the motivation outside of that. Yeah, I I, I would be really curious as to, you know as to find out what it is that was going on with that. It's actually going to be a lot of football on the show today, as a matter of fact. Uh, there's a former NFL quarterback that's looking, might maybe, maybe get another shot at the NFL. We'll get into that. Uh, the Bulldogs, McKinley, put together a nice little video package, um, and they, they're out there with the right message. We're actually going to play you that video around 7.30. We'll play you the audio from it. But I, I saw that this morning. I was like, oh, nice, nice. Very, uh, that was very well done. We'll get it posted at the website for you as well. Uh, Matt saying uh, maybe the people calling the fake that uh, fake threats to gauge the reaction response to uh, like response time so they can okay. plan a future target. Okay, like what's the response time of Canton, Ohio, like cops and like things like that? You know, I, you know, Matt, I wouldn't have thought of that as as you're writing that in on Facebook. I wouldn't have thought of that. But if you're a, this is always a weird term, smart criminal, like. Right? I mean, you're going to want to know what that is. Well, yeah. I mean, the planning goes into stuff. And I, like I said, I mean, whatever that motivation was, like, whatever, whatever's going to happen here, you have to take everything as serious. Like, you can't just be like, eh, it's no big deal. Eh, whatever. No, I mean, you got to take everything that comes across as like, this is going to be the most serious thing ever because it can be. And really what you don't want now is to be the person in the crosshairs of inaction after something has happened. So if I was in any position like that, I would overreact at every time because what you don't want is, like I said, to be the guy that's like, well, we told him and he didn't do anything. There's, um, there inevitably, I mean, the concept of like, you know, soft targets has been a thing for a while, but there's going to be either a, like I said, a museum or an amusement park or something where it's like you just wouldn't expect it to be the first one. You know what I mean? You just yeah. wouldn't expect it there. You wouldn't expect it to happen at Six Flags. You wouldn't expect it, you know, and the last thing you as an organization, as a building, as, as a brand want to be is that first one where something happens. You know what's crazy is you say that and you're not wrong, but... How many of these things have to happen before we do expect it everywhere? Because honestly, and this is a little dark, but we should. I'm going to go back to Vegas. Right. That concert, right. you go to that concert, you don't think that's going to happen there. You just don't. And sure enough, Jason Aldean was shot at, what, like 200 times? I mean, like, how many people? It was like the, the, the largest casualty we had in a mass shooting. I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Right, and so like you weren't thinking, but there it is. That's like that just ha- that did not happen not all that long ago, and yet we all go back to this. Eh, and I'll be all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I always say it. It's it's that it's that egotistical American thing that 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 nothing bad would happen to you. And if you really think about what that is, that goes to show you just how great this country really is. Because I'm willing to bet if you traveled around the world, now Canada and some other places, right, you'd be fine. But there are places in the world where they don't have that mentality, where they're not waking up thinking that no ill will should fall upon them that day. There are places in the world where that's never going to be a thought. It just goes to show you how great this country actually really is and how great it's always been. I know we're trying to make it great again, whatever. Just That's just slogan stuff. But this country's pretty great. And part of that is why. Is because you do, even though you know that stuff is out there, there's like a 90% chance day in and day out you're not going to have to deal with any of that. And that's a privilege. That's a, that's a privilege to live in a place that kind of supplies that for you. That Yes, there's day in and day crime, but there's not cruise missiles coming into where you live.
You got to think about that. This country's pretty damn great, man. It's pretty good. It's not the worst place to live. I'm pretty happy I live here. Dude, life's 90% luck. You could have been born somewhere else, dude, with no money and honestly, and as an, and, and in a place that's an enemy to America. Imagine living there. Imagine having this country as your enemy. Oh, God, dude. I would not want to live any place that had that. There's a guy in Seattle that's been arrested for doing something I think we should all be able to do. It's going to be weird. You're going to want to throw up in your coffee a little bit, but you're going to want to hear it. And that's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Tomorrow afternoon, find Fantone at the T-Mobile on Tufts, pretty much right across the street from Walmart there. He'll be there from 3 to 5 getting you hooked up with some cool stuff, and I'm sure T-Mobile's going to have a hook for you as well. Oh, dude, you know T-Mobile's getting hooked up. Dude, if, you've got, if you have problems in your phone history, if it's like, oh, dude, I hate my carrier, I hate my phone, T-Mobile getting it hooked up tomorrow guarantee um, you that if you don't follow their ceo on social media you should he's an interesting guy like he's always doing cooking videos and like weird stuff but he's and he says it all the time i'm not your average ceo and he's not he's a very interesting guy i know that's like constantly listed as like one of the best places to work like people T-Mobile? people love being a part of that brand see there that. so uh dude who knows maybe i'll fill out an application get a new job tomorrow baby dude we should talk to our boss and be like dude let's get let's get on the list of best places to work <laughs> go, go, go on dude come on he asked me how my day was yesterday that was, that was nice <laughs> that was nice he also gave you a gift card to go to a restaurant he did the give me night. a gift card he did give me a gift card Probably tripped you in the hallway after he gave it to you. <laughs> Talk crap about me, man. My back. This kind of guy he is. He's so poor he can't even get by his own meals. So Phantom will be at T-Mobile yeah. tomorrow on Tusk, 3 to 5 in the afternoon. Yeah. Every hour, your shot at $1,000, too. We'll do that here. Some of you may know that once upon a time, I had lived in the Pacific Northwest. I lived in uh, southern Oregon, right over the California border. And I had said about Oregon when I lived there. That it's really, it's the, it's the most beautiful place I've ever lived. I've lived in multiple states. Oregon was by far the most beautiful state I've ever lived in. Um, it looks like Bob Ross painted everything. The whole state, the whole state is basically a metro park. It's just like an outdoor playground. And I was a little bit of a couch potato before I got there. A little indoorsy. Like, ah, I'm not going out there. There's bad stuff. Things will hurt. I don't want to. I just, you know what I mean? I wasn't an outdoors person. Okay. And then I got kind of pulled into it out there because it's kind of just what they do. They float the river. You know what I mean? They go hiking in the woods. It's just it's what they do. You know what I mean? It's all granola and running through the woods. That's just what they do, right? And that's the whole Pacific Northwest. Seattle's very much the same way. Now, Seattle has a cool metro city, obviously, but you get in the outskirts of it. It's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, and it's just it's all about the woods and stuff. And being one with nature is one of those things that I kind of like got in tune with out there, and I've been doing a lot more of it since I've been home. 
Now, I say that to you because I understand how this happened. Okay. <laughs> I understand how this happened. Moreover, I think we should create places where you can do this. Okay. Now, that seems weird because then you're going to know where they are and it's going to be roped off and you're going to be able to go find it and watch it. But I understand how this happened. But a guy got charged in Seattle because he had been naked in the woods masturbating. <laughs> how do you understand that how this happened? Okay, I'd like I, to hear. Okay. I, I get it. I totally get it. Here it is. Okay. Dude, when you're out there. <laughs> Come on, dude. No. Come on. No, I'm telling you. Stop yourself now. No, I'm telling you. When you're, no, no, hear me out. Don't tell us. Hear me out. This is not at all well thought out, but it's going to be right. <laughs> but it's all going to be right. I'm telling you, you get out there, and you're in the woods, little misty, little fog, nobody but you in nature, and you get that overwhelming feeling of, I'm insignificant. The world's bigger than me. You get outside of yourself. All of a sudden, you don't have Twitter. You also don't have porn up because there's no reception in the woods. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next thing you know, you just find yourself leaning up against a tree. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Maybe a mossy rock. I don't know. I wasn't there. Right? And you pull your pants and you start yanking on it. I'm telling you, that's a very, it's a very, you know, one with nature activity. Um, right? No. I mean, yo, you almost got me to swear at you. BS. It is. Hear me out. Like, no, seriously. I, I think I got this. I, I like, dude, I think I, I'm on to something. I, the orgasm is important. Yeah. All right? It is. Well, so is appreciation of nature. And there's, <laughs> okay. there's no rule. There's no rule that you can't mix those things, two things together. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, speed limits are important. Right? <laughs> Don't mix those two things together. But, like, do you remember what it was Hall Pass, right? It was mm-hmm. Hall Pass. I think that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where those two guys are like, yeah, we're allowed to go out and cheat on our wives. And the guys, the one guy's like, like he is like, uh, well, he's a masturbation addict. And he goes out to the car and leans the seat back and turns on the radio and he kind of does it that way. I could see that. No, I don't want my neighbor seeing it. But next to a nice stream in the river, I mean, it's the worst power bar commercial for sure. <laughs> I mean, it totally is. But I could see how it could happen. I guess. You're a sexual weirdo. You're mean to tell me you never cranked on it in the Metro Park? If you are, no, dude. If you, if you are, what do I want to say here, dude? If you're, you know, if you're living that lifestyle, you're, you're a woodsman, you're deep in the cut, you know, you're camping for, for an extended period of time, and you masturbate because you're bored in the middle of the afternoon, that's one thing. But I'm worried that this dude is just going out to, like, the outskirts of, like, oh, there's a couple of trees, and I'm going to start masturbating yeah, Like, here. if there's a cement running path running through there, and, like, you, you know, you got chicks in sport bras, like, you can't just be out there with a raincoat cranking at it. But if you're, like, if you're a mile into the woods, and you look around, and you're like, you know what? I think, honestly, here's what I know to be true. I guess I don't know this. Here's what I suspect to be true. That we'd all be happier if we masturbated in the woods. There, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you. Right now. Dude, that is, I'm telling you. What happened? How many of you have that badge? <laughs> not, not, not that many. Not that many. But where would you rather have that? In the parking lot of the store, which we have like 10 stories of like that a month? Right. Or some guy in the woods. Now, here's how we know about this. 
I guess another guy happened to be through the woods, saw it, and took issue. And like then tried to call the cops. And this guy was like, oh, no, he's calling the cops. So he tackled him naked. <laughs> now, here's what I'll tell you. Don't tackle people while you're naked. Right, throw the flag. Don't put your body weight on them. Like, you took the risk of masturbating in the woods. So if somebody calls the cops on you, you got to take that L. Like, you just got to take it. But I'm telling you, as, as an enthusiast of, of said activity, there are worse places to do that than at one with nature. Well, first, now you got to be worried about the fire ant. I will tell you that. Where, where, where is 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 like the you, you obviously don't have pornography. You obviously don't have anything. Where is the motivation? Where was the thing that you saw where you were like, dude, those rocks kind of look like boobs, and I can't keep my hands off well, myself. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it necessarily has to be sexual. I don't know if it's like, wow, those mountains look like boobs. I don't think it has to be. <laughs> God, how juvenile are we? You know what? I feel like we've done enough. Things. Examination. I don't know why the guy did it because it feels good is why he did it and he didn't think anybody was going to see him in the trees. You know? Alright. I have no idea how I'm going to explain this to Keith Kennedy. <laughs> Boys, come on in the office there. He's going to look through my email and be like, there's 7,000 things you could have just read. You could have just read, but you had to go to Fire Ants and Masturbation. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. And again, I understand. Speed limits are important too, but don't mix those two things together. I promise you. All right. Sometimes Fantone will do this to me, where he's out to sabotage me. And Fantone's out to sabotage both my body and my relationship, and I'm on to you, dude. I'm on to you. He's trying to piss me off. He's being a jerk. And we're going to tell you how he's doing that and also get you hooked up with $1,000. All of that is next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also about ready to get you hooked up with $1,000. We're doing it every hour on Rock 106.9 from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Your next opportunity right around the corner. All right. I get asked this a lot. How do you guys put the show together? Here's how it works. We both find things throughout the day. We'll email each other. And then, like, right before I go to bed, I kind of put a rundown together. Come in in the morning about an hour before the show starts. Make sure there's, like, nothing else happened overnight. Put a final rundown together. Then we go on the air and we do it. Right? So we kind of, like, find stuff and say, hey, make you know, put your eyeballs on this. Be aware just in case we get into this tomorrow. So sometimes Phantom will send me stuff. He'll be like, hey, man, take a look at this. This might be interesting. Right? And sometimes he does a really good job of finding me things that I just missed. And then there are times like this, where he's out, I think, to poke me in the side, to instigate, and really Bond villain it out, like rub his hands <laughs> together, like, ah, I got him. I, I was going to say maybe hold the mirror up, but okay, Bond villain will work too, okay. Um, and so, I think you're out to torpedo me. Okay. And I think it's not only just me. I think you're out to torpedo my, my my progress in the gym. Okay. And my new relationship. I think you're. I think you're like. You know why he's happy and I can't, can't have it. it. I don't want it. I need more screaming. That's what I need That's in my I need. life. All right, maybe I have it wrong. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think no. Seriously, I think you're out to knock me off my game. Okay. And here's why: because you sent me this. And this is one of those things I think most people know is true. And I think it's probably true of you and, and your relationship, definitely, because you guys have been together a little while now. 
Okay? But he sent me this thing. Here's how much the average person, here's how much weight gain they go through in a new relationship. And you're a jerk. <laughs> okay. Here we we know. It's the, here's that season. It's one of those things that people start, they do, they start like kind of coupling up around this season. And part of it is, is nobody really likes to be alone on the holidays. Even the guy's like, I'm tough, I don't care, I'll be alone on Christmas. He doesn't want to be alone on Christmas. I know, I was that guy, I lied for 15 years. And there's something about single summers, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I want to trade my girlfriend in, but there is that like, dude, the weather kind of breaks, like spring happens, and all of a sudden, Everyone looks a little bit better. Everything's a little bit more. You're willing to go out. You're willing to go do stuff. You want to go to the bar. You want to go out with your friends. And there is that like... Summer brings positivity. Positivity makes you want to be better. Something. And winter brings, oh God, it's gray. I don't care. Here's a sweatshirt. I can put on 20 pounds. That's definitely part of it, right? So they did a study and it was done for Jenny Craig. Okay. Three quarters of people gained weight. After finding love. Now, part of that is going to just be natural in the sense that you kind of found the person that do you want to be thinner when you're looking for somebody because you just want to be at your best. And once you find love, you kind of feel like, you know what? I'm not out there looking around. But do my girl and I just had this conversation yesterday because I was at the gym yesterday and she worked out, too, which, by the way, works 75 hours a week, has two kids and works out four times a week. You can stop with the excuses, guys. She's got to do single mom, got all the stuff. You guys always tell me on why you can't do it. She's out there doing it four times a week. So stop with the excuses. Right. But we both admitted to one another. No, do we have to kind of try to stay vigilant on this and make sure we're always attractive for one another? That was kind of we had that conversation yesterday. Right. But the average person gains a ton of weight. As a matter of fact. All right, first let's do this. How much weight do you think the average person gains? Oh, well, you kind of know. It's 36 pounds that the average person puts on in the relationship. 30, almost 40. I lost 42 pounds. Dude, that's a massive swing. Do they give a time frame here? Because, like, there's, you can't put on 36 pounds in in six months. So, what happens is, is it does, it gets broken down. The first year, the first 12 months you're in that relationship, it's 17 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably front-ended. I would assume it has to be. I would think. Because when you get down to it, once you get into an established relationship, and probably after the first year there, there's no longer the newness of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not constantly trying to, like, oh, we'll go out and we'll do stuff and we'll have fun and we'll do these things. You get into the routine, kind of. 64% of respondents said they no longer felt pressure to look their best to attract a mate. See, now this is where I always say this. I'm always talking about this. Like, let's not just, well, not just relationships, but marriage. I always talk about this with, and I've never been married. And here's part of the reason why. It's because I feel like my standard may be a little too high for what it is I want my marriage to be like. And you can thank my parents for that. My dad loved my, my mom the, the day he died. Way more the day he died than the day he met her, for sure. I had a very good blueprint for marriage. So my standard, my bar is set very, very high. And I only want to do it once. I'm not interested in like, ah, well, we did it for 10 years. And now, okay, now we're going to do that. I'm not, I'm not into that. If, dude, if I do it, I want to do it forever. That's how I want to do it. And that's why I've waited this long. Okay? But it's the starting pistol marriages, not the finish line. And so if you find the person you love, that's when you got to be more on this. Because, dude, you got to get, dude, the wolf's always at the door. Somebody's always trying to pull the person you got away from you because somebody's lonely. 
And so what do you got to do? You got to stay on guard. You got to keep it moving. You got to look good for that person. It's a dedication to one another, right? Yeah, ideally, yes. But we don't live in the ideal world. And uh, I know. I'm going to be a hypocrite, right? Like next year, well, I'm going to gain 50 pounds and I'm going to look back on this. But, well, but welcome to all of us, though. I mean, there's just that level of once you get in comfortable with something, it's very easy to let those things slip. And being single for a lot of people is a perpetual state of uncomfortable. It's a perpetual state of I don't want to be like this. That's why I can't let something slip. Once you get into that, like, well, dude, we're here and we're good with each other. It's like anything else. Like, you know, you start with great momentum on anything. Like, I'm going to go on a diet. And that first day, dude, it is celery. And dude, you're doing push-ups every commercial break. And dude, you're squatting and you're doing all that thing. A month and a half later, you're in a different position where it's like, dude, just getting there three times a week is tough. And then six months after that, it's like, what diet? What are we talking about here? Well, really where it goes real off the rails is that if it starts to show you huge gains like and huge results like once i lost 42 pounds i was like oh i can eat that donut yeah you know what i mean and like that's part of the problem and 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 and, and i I think like anything else you know once you're comfortable you're more you're more willing to make that day-to-day bad decision where you know on any given day, you can kind of do whatever, and it's probably not going to matter. But you start stacking those days up on top of each other, and you start stacking those bad decisions of like, well, yeah, I mean, like, okay, we'll go out to eat here. All right, well, you know what? We've never been there, and I don't feel like cooking, and you don't feel like cooking. You know what? And, and we'll have dessert because it's like, ah, dude, it's our six-month anniversary. Let's have a cake. You know what I mean? And it's just those little decisions you make. And I mean, like, I've done it. I know you've done it. I think every there's nobody on the face of the planet who can't say at some point, like, Damn, dude. There's another variable of this we're not talking about, and it's the laziness of people. And I'm not talking about just the fact that you won't go to the gym. But it's you know what it is? It's not even laziness. It's the lack of creativity is what leads to weight gain in early relationships. Now, I, I, I again, I'm just going to speculate a little bit here, right? But what happens? You meet somebody, you kind of like them. So what do you do? You do the restaurant tour. Now, why does that happen? Because of your lack of creativity of thinking about something to go do with another person. Also, dinner kind of provides you long gaps where anything's happening. So you kind of have to fill it. So conversation kind of happens. You kind of get to know one another a little bit. But I have tried this time around to do a little bit better of a job of this. We'd go do some active things. Like, as a matter of fact, there's this place in Avon called Play Cleveland. And it's like they got an American like Ninja Warrior course in there. And we're going to do that on Friday. Like I'm trying to find these things where we can go do other things where it's not where we're just shoving fried carbs into our mouths and then putting 40 pounds on one another. And then that way we don't cheat on, other, on one another because we're the only ones that will hook up with one another. Food is a default. There's no question about it. And the, fact, comforting the fact that we have to eat and the fact that there's some enjoyment in it and the fact that and then really we use food much more for for I think American society and I know me you and probably everyone else that like most times it's like well every meal should be like the best and I shouldn't like it should be enjoyment every time not just like I'm refueling my body where it's like that's that's part of the problem is that we all look it's at a it celebration like, right everything's everything's got to be like well yeah I need cheese and bacon and ranch on that of course what, what do you mean I don't have all that and it's like no dude sometimes you just need to have meals and you're right that 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 default date of well, yeah, I mean, what else are we going to do? It's, and, and at this point, I don't even view, like, going out to eat as, like, a date for us. Like, it, Well, it's, I mean, you've been together you know almost I mean? five years. It's just you doing things to, to get. That's not a date anymore. Right. Once you get to a certain point, it's like there's there's a tipping point somewhere in that relationship. And it's probably different for everyone where, where, where you, you know, once upon a time, that world tour of restaurants and we're doing something different and we're, we're doing something is dates. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, we're just eating. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of said something to her Friday night because we were on the couch watching scary movies, and sure enough, there's like you know two piles of huge, just like you know salty food, and then there, there's candy and like all this stuff. And I was like, look, we can do this every once in a while, but we can't do this. Like we both are attracted to one another, and we need to make sure we keep that as long as humans possible you know what i mean like i just think i always say it man the start of your relationship is not the finish line it's the starting pistol man you're trying to figure out how to do this together i'm sorry what did i cut you off right there you have to know nothing that's it all right well you can find fantone he'll be hanging out tomorrow t-mobile from three to five in the afternoon tomorrow he'll get you hooked up with some cool stuff but now let's get you hooked up with your thousand dollars nine welcome back to the sansbury show we're on rock 106.9 Momentarily here, we're going to get you hooked up with some Factory of Terror tickets. Nice. It'll be 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Also, again, shortly after 8 a.m., you're shot at $1,000. Doing that every hour, 6A to 9P on Rock 106.9. Just passing out what should be my salary to you. Lucky you. Kidding. Dude, there's about to be a riot on the phone lines, dude. People love Factory of Terror tickets. Dude, I will say that. Like, every season, it's... You would think it's we have tickets to see Jesus when it comes to like these haunted houses. And you know what? And again, I never thought about it because I just was never in this scenario. But dude, you got three kids? Like, of course. You're saving yourself money. You know what I mean? And like I thought about this last night. You know how much of a hypocrite I'm going to be? Like, dude, my chick's got two. So you know how much dude over like this next and now we're we have both decided we're not introducing me to the kids till we're well into this because I don't want to be one of these guys that's in and out of a kid's life screwing them up. Moms who introduce new boyfriends to their kids like immediately, like first of all, I would never even date if that's the kind of the way you approach it, you're not the chick for me. I would never date you. Right? So like we both kind of like have said, like, nah, we're we're gonna wait we're trying to do this right. And so like let's actually then do it right. But do you know how much of a hypocrite I'm gonna sound like a year from now? <laughs> Like, do you know how many pieces of best stuff I'm gonna have to be like? Can't play that. Can't play that. Can't play that. Can't play that. Change it for the kid. Dude, I am gonna so about face. I know it. I almost thought about breaking up with her last night. Just cause enough. Can't do it. I was like, honey, that's 15 years of best stuff. A long time. Like, no, I gotta be able. But no, I'm uh, I'm totally gonna be a hypocrite. But we'll pass those tickets out here momentarily. So you can go to Factory of Terror. We saw this uh, yesterday. I got a credit Fantone here. He kind of found this for me, and uh, this is great. And I like when people are out here doing the right thing, and especially when it's local. This out of Canton, Ohio now, Bulldog Football Program. We got a little uh, piece of audio from a news story here. Did you take this from Channel 5? Is that where this was so. taken yeah, from? Channel okay. 5 here. So we'll credit Channel 5 on this. Take a listen to what the Bulldog football team's doing. This is amazing. 65 Canton McKinley football players pledging to be the voice for what they see is important change for the world. We are the voice that supports differences. I have to do those differences. Personal responsibility to be the change. We are the voice that demonstrates tolerance. We are the voice that chooses kindness. A posted video that has upwards of 18,000 views and growing. Like that means more people are seeing it and hopefully more people are taking action. The responsibility starts to grow within each of those kids. Head coach Dan and that spreads to the student okay. body and that spreads uh, throughout the community. That's how change occurs. We are the voice that says no to bullying. Everybody should be treated with respect. We are the voice that supports one another. Personal responsibility as a team to turn the tide of disrespect and intolerance. I like it. Just be that guy to show that we are here for a change. And I do feel like we're making a difference. It's big for us to show that we do more than just play football. We are the voice that speaks up for others. 
because I knew right from wrong and I see it every day, the wrong. Agents of change using their notoriety as part of a football powerhouse for a greater good. We weren't just saying those words like we really mean those things like that's the that's what we want to happen around here and around and everywhere. We are the voice that treats all with respect. Not just about football prowess and physical strength. It's about strength of character and not being afraid to say it, to live it. Right now the world is full of so much hate. We just need more people to love. We are the voice. We are the voice. We are the voice. We are the voice. In Canton, I'm Don Kendrick, Channel 3 News. I like it. Okay, at first when I heard there was a video, I was like, oh, God, are we going to get into the America's Not Great, and now we're going to get to kneeling on the high school level? I was a little worried, okay? But the cool kids, and I'm guessing football player. I know, I graduated high school like 30 years ago. <laughs> are, are, are football players they're still, still cool? cool? Yeah, I don't know. So cool. Did nerds kind of take over? No, McKinley, are, the football players are, are, cool. are like the band kids now like swirling the, the linebackers? I don't know. The don't world's upside so. down. I, I hardly know. recognize where I live. I'm old. Somebody <laughs> help me. Right? But like, so I would imagine that the football players are still the cool kids, right? So you get the cool kids coming together going, ah, dude, let's do this. It's always going to be good. Now, we've always, always, always kind of had this kind of stuff. And ultimately, I'm not sure it really does everything we needed to do, but it's like praying. What's it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt you, right? And there are going to, there are going to be kids who are going to McKinley who wish they could play football and don't and probably idolize those kids on some level. Um, which is a little weird, but they probably idolize them on some level and go, oh, okay, well, if Jeremy's not going to beat up a kid and shove him in a locker, then I probably shouldn't. Yeah, um, the first time I saw this video, they played it before the McKinley game. Oh, uh, they did? Oh, yeah, the so okay. I, think, I think this is getting played on a regular basis. And I didn't know that. I, you know, I definitely was like, all right, this is cool, but I guess I didn't necessarily like put it through the filter of like, these kids, obviously, you know, McKinley being a powerhouse in football and having the reputation that it does, there's probably a little bit of, you would think, like any other high school, it's like, well, well, those kids can get away with murder. You know what I mean? Like, those kids can do whatever they want. Those kids do, you know, they, they, run, they, the they run the school. They can, nobody's going to, they're not going to get in trouble. Dude, he's a sure. starting linebacker. But for sure. them not to embrace that, for them to kind of lean away from that and kind of like, no, that's not what we want to be as a program. We want to be something else. That is, that's something to respect there. Well, I think we're burying the real lead, which is. Especially here in this county, because high school football is taken so seriously, that sometimes what we forget that a lot of what these programs are, these football programs are, or maybe really what I mean to say is should be, is coaching turning boys into men. And I think we've lost that in this country a little bit where now we're hyper focused on turn the athlete into a star athlete, into a pro athlete. And I don't know this to be true because I'm not involved in coaching on that level, but it, it feels as if there's been a lack of that recently. I'm not saying at McKinley. I'm not saying at Maslin. I'm just saying overall in the country, it feels like there's been a little less focus on grooming you as a man versus grooming you as a player. There's, there's two different things that I think are happening in youth athletics right now. You're right. There's the one side of it, which is we are 100% focused on to making you a pro athlete. And you see that in, you know, AAU basketball. You see that, you know, plenty, plenty of different uh, avenues where it's like, eh, I don't know if that's the right call, but there's also the counterpoint of 
everyone gets a participation plaque when you're when you're when you're in the first grade or whatever right. like that. And the truth probably right there in the middle in the where middle. it's like competition needs to be embraced and needs to be, you know, something that's celebrated and your accomplishments are something to be proud of. But at the same time, there's a much bigger picture than football here. And and head coach Dan Reardon, I know winning is at a premium in, in, in Canton McKinley, well, dude. It has to be it otherwise is. the guy loses his job. You can't keep your job at McKinley and not win. But the fact that he sees that bigger picture, the fact that he's able to take that step back and show these young men like yes it matters what we're doing out here as Bulldogs football but more it matters what you guys are doing out here as Bulldog men. Yeah and I love that and I think there's another example of this at the collegiate level. There are certain colleges that yeah you have to be able to play but you have to have the brains to go to the school. They're not just going to put you on the football field. Stanford being one of them. Like you have now Stanford's a damn good football team and for for the education standards that are required for you to play there that's impressive. You know that's an impressive like Richard Sherman went to Stanford. Super smart guy, but it's but a stellar athlete on top of it. And again, what I like about things like that is it dispels the rumor that athletes are dumb. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean this totally heartless. It flies in the flies in the face of that stereotype of like I said, like, well, we run the school, we can do whatever we want. Um so much of the anti bullying talk recently, I think over the past couple of years, has been so focused on how do I prevent my child from being a victim of bullying, which is very important. I think it's been forgotten how do I prevent my child from being an actual bully because that's an equally as important part. You know what the you know what this and, is? And this is what it is. I mean You know what this is? This is a little like, well, my son can sleep with a high school teacher, but my daughter can't. Right. There's a little bit 100%. of... 100%. There, there are definitely guys who, if they know their kid's the tough one, goes, well, at least he's not getting beaten up. At least right. my kid's not the sissy. At least right. my kid's not the one getting picked on. And it's like, well, dude, you know, the little teasing I don't think is necessarily out of... I don't want to say not out of line. A little teasing is not going to kill you. But there, there is a line, and, and you, you have to make sure if people are going over the line, you got to punish that, and you are 100% right here. And like, if I found out my kid was like punching kids in school, or like, you know, really being fit, it's like, dude, what the hell's the matter with you? You're a representative of me. And these dudes, you know, all these McKinley football players, um, these dudes are essentially... Leaders in their peer group. I mean, like I know they're still young people sure. and not necessarily, but like amongst their peers, they are leaders. For sure and to they see are. the to see to see those guys set the standard and to see those guys try to make things better, there's no doubt that that is going to kind of resonate throughout that throughout that building. It has to. Video's got a great message. We only played you a little piece of it. The entire video is up at wrqk.com. We've also linked it at facebook.com slash Sansbury Show. I've tweeted it out as well at Sansbury Show is how you find the Twitter. And uh, so we've put it out there. If you would like to take a view of it, I really think you should take a couple of minutes to check it out. It's pretty cool to watch a bunch of high school kids come together and do the right thing. We do have Factory of Terror tickets. Let's send caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those, and you won't believe who might be coming back to the NFL. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here, telling you about the LASIK surgery I had done at the Roholt Vision Institute. Now, if you're somebody who's thought about LASIK surgery in the past, there are so many questions you have, dude, and I have the exact same questions. Is it safe? How much is it going to cost? What is my vision going to be like? In the Roholt Vision Institute, they understand you're going to have questions, comments, and concerns. I mean, LASIK is a surgery. And the first step to finding out if it's the right surgery for you is to visit their website where they make everything crystal clear, both literally and figuratively, that website, RoholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. If you want to check out that video from the McKinley football team doing the right thing, that's online for you at WRQK.com. Also online, Facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show is how you find that. Speaking of football... I mean, dude, the Browns are the talk of the NFL right now. Indeed they are. It's kind of crazy. Indeed I mean, the, they are. The Browns are the talk of the NFL. And wait, it's only going to get worse after next week because come Sunday, they're going to win in Oakland. 
And so now, dude, it's two wins in a row for a team that won one game in the last two seasons. And, dude, we're going to be off to the races. Yeah, I mean, I know the the high off of that Thursday night win has definitely like continued forward. I can only imagine once that starts stacking up on top of each other. When was the last time you were this excited to watch a Sunday Browns game? Are they going to get smoked, dude? But even if they do, but that's what Baker gives you. Okay. Baker, okay. Get, dude, you know okay. what? Ba- you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's Barack Obama. He's got hope, baby. He's that hope. He's that change. And as a guy who was, I don't want to say down on Baker, I didn't think he was a number one overall pick. I'm still suspicious he's not a number one overall pick. But if he turns this franchise around, then he for sure is a number one pick, right? I'm just a little suspicious, maybe not so much. But you don't have to be a number one pick to win Super Bowl. You don't. Ask Trent Dilfer. There's there's multiple ways to get there, right? But I can't remember the last time I had this much hope on the Cleveland Browns. And you got to take your hat off to Baker, dude. He's got that magic, dude. He does. He's got a little smoke. I would like to know who is the last number one drafted quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Where did Troy Aikman go? Did he go number one? I don't know. I I genuinely, I don't have an answer on this one. This is, I don't know. I don't think Aikman went number one because he played at UCLA. I can't think of anyone super recent, right? No. Russell went like fourth round. Um, well, let's link last couple of Super Bowls. Brady. No. No, sixth round. Nick Foles was obviously not a number one pick. Um, Matt Pey- Ryan was not a number one. Peyton. He didn't win it. Peyton. Peyton he was 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah, he Peyton was one, Manning, one. I bet, is the right answer. Because, yeah, I bet that's the right answer. He did win one in, yeah, he won one in Denver. That's right. And Yeah, in spite of him. He didn't even play good. That's right. So I bet Peyton Manning is it. But there's another quarterback that's all in your news right now, and he has been for a few seasons. Okay. And that's Colin Kaepernick. Now, I kind of got annoyed with Colin Kaepernick. And if we're going to be true to the story, it really was lost his job, didn't feel like he should have lost his job, and then his girlfriend got in his ear, and then he started the campaign. Now, why I'm okay with that is because it felt like that's why he started it, But I think somewhere along the line, and I do believe that's why he started it, but somewhere along the line, he bought into his own hype. He bought into his own message, and that's okay. Normally, buying into your own hype is bad, but this is is a good thing because, dude, he's put his money where his mouth is. You hear this a lot from the anti-kneelers. They don't ever protest in the offseason. Well, no, they do do stuff in the offseason. The cameras just won't show you because you're not going to foam at the mouth mad about it. You will foam at the mouth mad over the fact that they're kneeling, which is why the cameras talk about it, show it to you, and this and that, because that's what get the clicks. An athlete you don't know donating $20 million of his own money in the hood of where he grew up, you don't care about that. That's why that's not on your TV. But they're out there, and they're doing it, and Colin's one of them. Now, for those of you that watch the NFL, Jimmy G or Jimmy G-String, as people have been calling him recently because he's going out with that porn star, which was not a good look. Not a good look for a franchise quarterback. I don't care. Dude, I have dated questionable women plenty of times in my life. I host Rock Mornings. I'm not a franchise quarterback of like an esteemed franchise in the NFL. And I you know, I, I don't want to be like, well, here's your celebrity TMZ update, but I think it's uh, it's uh, that that relationship has, has been kiboshed. It is no longer. Is that right? that is, that's, what I, that's what I took away I, from it. I yeah. did not know that. Jimmy G went down with an injury. And he could be out for the season. Yeah, no, he is. It's announced oh, yesterday. It is announced up. yesterday. Okay. Torn ACL out for the season. Okay, I, I was pretty sure we were we were close to that. I, I hadn't heard that. So he's done, right? So thank God we didn't trade for that, right? 
And now the team is looking to their backup, C.J. Beathard. Now, if you're Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers, new head coach of the 49ers, should be pointed out, everywhere Kyle Shanahan has gone, the quarterback gets better. As a matter of fact, look at Kyle Shanahan coaching Brian Hoyer here with the Browns. That'll kind of I wanted Kyle Shanahan to stay, but he was like, no, get me out of this mess. Right? I think Kyle's pretty good. Works with is, go look at him with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's never been better. Pretty good. Kyle Shanahan's good. Knows how to work with the quarterback. So maybe he can get the best out of CJ Beathard. But now the fans, the fans who had turned their back on Colin Kaepernick. As a matter of fact, I told you the story when the kneeling thing first broke. I was in SFO's airport. I was in the airport as this story was breaking. We were on vacation. And I was coming back from Oregon, but I had to fly to SFO first. And I, they had a 49ers team shop in the airport. And I went in and I said, sell me a Kaepernick jersey. I need one for work. And the guy told me, we stopped carrying those a year ago because everybody in San Fran thinks he's a bum and knows he can't play. That was the mentality on Colin Kaepernick before the kneeling in the market where he played. Let's be fair to the conversation. All right? But can Colin Kaepernick maybe still play football better than C.J. Beathard? I don't know who C.J. Beathard is. And know. Colin Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl. So now I think Jim Harbaugh took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl, but that's just me. But if you're if you need a little you you need a little flash, you need a little news. Like, dude, your fan base is now going, oh, we're screwed. We signed Jimmy G, gave up all this stuff, did all these things. The team's getting better, and now we lost our quarterback. Like, I, if you need a little panache, I mean, Colin's gonna give it to you, right? I would assume there's a little bit of that thought process in the Niners organization of like, dude, we just need to sell tickets and try to look like we're salvaging this season. I'm sure there is a little bit of that. I think from the NFL's viewpoint, if you're Roger Goodell or the powers that be behind the shield, um, you have to hate this idea and you would have to be pushing back against this as hard as you possibly could. Because once Colin Kaepernick gets back into the NFL, this fire is relit and I'm talking seriously, dude. I'm oh, talking, the players are going to be obnoxious. Seriously. Oh, dude, yeah. dude, the players are going to be obnoxious. President Trump's going to be obnoxious. Oh. The dude, people are going to be obnoxious. I mean, if 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 this were to happen, a a logistical and PR nightmare for the NFL. I, didn't I, I would be that. I would be pushing against this as much as I possibly could. But you can't because right. dude, now you're going to be racist. Well, right now though, you got two guys kneeling from the Dolphins, and I think that's it. As far okay. as I know, you've got two guys in the entire NFL kneeling. Okay. You bring Kaepernick back into this conversation, and the progress you've made all of a sudden, broop, all the way back to where we started here. You're not wrong. But don't you end up with the same kind of conversations by not putting them on the field because you won't put them on the field because you're worried about everything you just said that we both know is going to happen? I think that's an easier we- that's an easier storm to weather than the than the opposite. You may be right about that. I'm being told uh, via Twitter that the last two quarterbacks drafted number one to win Super Bowls are Eli and Peyton, both Mannings. The last one before that had been Elway. Elway Aikman was a one-one-two. Aikman was one. Aikman was, he, he was a one. one. I, I was. I thought he he went number one. Carson Wentz. I'm being told won a Super Bowl last year. First round pick. Granted, he didn't play. Yeah, but he wasn't the number count. one. Number one overall pick. He went. Wentz went number two, didn't he? I well, thought, and he didn't play. So yeah, he didn't play. And, uh, Terry Bradshaw is a one-one that won as well. Interesting. Interesting. I, I mean, but probably it, to me, it's kind of what I've gone through here. It seems about fifty-fifty of like one-one guys, round one, pick one. And dude, two were in the bottom of the draft, you know? Where'd Montana go? 
Uh, he was he was not a one one. I don't think he was a I don't think he was a number one overall third pick. round eighty second overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, they thought he was undersized coming out of college. Steve Young didn't go to the supplemental draft. You know what I mean? Jeez, so that's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I mean, dude, these guys are all legends. Well, Brady's a Hall of Famer. He's a six round pick. There's 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 just just as many counterpoints of like, well, some guys make it. You know, you get picked first and you and you win a Super Bowl. And there's just as many counterpoints who dudes who got picked in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Well, like I'm always talking about the amount of first round picks that 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 wash out. I mean, it's a lot of that's guesswork. A lot of it is guesswork. I, you're not wrong in everything you're saying about Colin Kaepernick. I would not be surprised if San Francisco, if this story goes full circle and we end up back with him there. I don't think it happens, but it wouldn't shock me if it did. We do have $1,000 up for grabs, and more importantly than that, yeah. like two months ago, I was yeah. in here going, you know, I think I can do this. I think I can get away with something. I think, honestly, I, if I committed this crime, I think I, I was like, I want to see if I can get away with it. Fantone tells me there's no shot. No. You'd be caught in an hour. You would. It turns out in this country, you have a 40% chance, 40% chance to get away with this crime. We'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're loaded down with money. Not in our accounts, but no. the company's got it, and we're we're gonna we're gonna pass it out to you momentarily. Your uh, your next shot at a thousand dollars with Rock 106.9's bribe. All day, by the way, six a to nine p. We do that every single weekday for you. Smart. Yeah, it is pretty smart. Smart. Yeah, not the worst idea. All right. I have said this a couple of times. There are a couple of things I've been interested to try. Now, not enough to actually do it because of what will happen to my life. Right. But I have said that I want virtual reality to really kick in on like a serious level because I want to know what it's like to run from the cops. I want to run from the cops so bad, like in the car, because I'm too slow, like on my feet. Like I'd get caught for sure. But you can't tell me that the idea of pedal down on the freeway, doing the OJ, turning around, there's a sea of like red and blue lights behind you, that would be exciting. Yeah, I mean, the amusement park ride would be great. No question about it. If that's, if that's something the they could do, right, and you know, the consequences thereof would, would, would not be something you want to deal with. But that is one of those things. I would like to know how that feels. Okay? I also floated this the one day, and I remember I gave you a ton of disclaimers on it because I didn't want people thinking I'm insane. Probably a little late on that one, right? (laughs) Probably a little late on that one. But I floated the idea that I would like, I wish I, I don't want to take anybody's life, but I am interested to know, am I capable of getting away with it? Okay. And I remember I had said, it's not like you can't kill your girlfriend because then they knock on the door and go, oh, the boyfriend did it, Right. right? You can't do that. But if I just picked a random Cantonite, you know what? Let's not do that. Somebody from Minerva we don't okay. need. <laughs> All right. right. So there I am, right? Just rolling down Main Street, pick one out, follow them around a couple of days, learn the systems, piano wire, snuff the life out of them. I think I can get away with it. Okay. Uh, all right. I haven't thought about this at all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I put no thought into it whatsoever, right? But I think I could get away with this. And you were laughing at me, telling me no shot. 100%. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of hurdles that exist okay, in well, give front me the of you hurdles. before. First and foremost, Dude, you don't want to kill an animal, so I really have a hard time imagining you being able to kill a person. You know what I mean? Well, I like animals. Well, I mean, that's the first step, though, is for you to be able to take a life. You're, well, and your theory, if I could expand on your point, is it that you think that, that, that even if I get through it, that the guilt of what I have just done then rats me out? Sure. Like, there's, okay. there's, there's no question See, about I'm it. I'm a good person. That once, that once that happens, that's going to weigh you, weigh down on you. No doubt about it in my mind. Um, there's also, the concept of like 
to get away with a murder, and I know things aren't necessarily CSI, but like to get away with a murder, you're going to have to put some effort into this beyond just like, all right, well, I'm going to go strangle this guy or whatever. You're going to have to take care of minute details. You're going to have to take care of very little things, and that's where I feel like the hiccup's going to happen. Like if somewhere along the line, you're going to do this murder, but you're not going to be thinking about like, oh, well, you know, is, am I leaving Am I leaving like a hair somewhere? Is there, is there, is there, you know, some way to link this back to me? And that's where it's going to fall apart. Is the police are going to be like, well, wait a second. <laughs> Son of a bitch left rappers all over here. Look, it's, you know, like do, I just see that. Now, do we, you, are DNA kits used? I mean, they're pretty expensive. Are we using those on every murder? I'm not sure they do. I cannot tell you what goes into the actual crime scene investigation. I think there's there. a little TV that went into your estimation there, but I could be wrong. There's I don't a, know. There's going to be evidence that they're looking for, and at the end of the day, like he dropped a donut. They know more. They know more about it than you. You know what I All mean? Right. Like you're not like a seasoned criminal who's had to who's had to fight this battle. You're just some idiot who's like, well, dude, I wonder what if. So, I got data here that kind of flies in the face of what you're saying. Okay. The FBI's latest data on crime in the United States. Okay. Claims that in this country, in this year, you have a 40% chance to get away with murder. Really? 40 bro. 40. 40. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. If you would have asked me, blindly going in, Sansbury, give me a number on the percentage of pre- like murders that you think they, the people you get away with it. What the, what's the percentage? I would have guessed under 20. Yeah, 10, 15 in there. In, somewhere okay. in the 15 range kind okay. of felt like, all right, there's variables. You know what I mean? People maybe leave the state as soon as they do it. There's a couple of things, so you're going to drag numbers down. Right. But 40% of murders, so, so it look, if I'm reading this math right, they close murder rates across the country at 61.6%, essentially leaving you with about just, just over 39%, so about 40% chance of getting away with a murder in this country. Wow. They actually solve murders at a lower rate than some other crimes. Yeah, I, I See, would guess really? that. No, I wouldn't. Now, here's why. Because... A robbery, you're, aren't, this is going to sound bad, but everybody wants to be good at their job, right? Right. So what do you do at your job? You do the thing your boss cares about most. What does the chief of police and the mayor care about most? The murder rate. Because that's what people are scared of. It's the murder rate. So I would think that it would be like, ah, we're going to... Now, some of them are going to be harder to solve than a robbery or some other stuff, but, dude, they're close... You have a you have a better chance of getting away with murder, and the women are going to love this, actually, than you do of rape in this country. Now, I don't want you to get away with either, okay? If you do either one of these things, I want you locked up, and I want to throw away the key. But you can... You, there's a 40% chance I'm going to get away with murder? I guess, I mean, if we're, if we're looking at murder as, like... I mean, if mass shootings go into this and all like things like that, I guess where where there's a difference to me is there's probably a significant difference between like areas where 
crime like that is very, very common. And like I know this is the stereotype, and we talked about it yesterday, where it's not as dangerous as we all make it out to be. But Chicago, you know, where like where crimes, where murders in there, I would feel like those are going to be less likely to be solved versus a murder in Minerva. Okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right about that. But I think I, 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 I think I inverted these facts here a little bit. Yeah, I did a little bit. So murders actually, what they're closing the most at 61. percent I'm sorry, I got I got this inverted. I'm glad I figured this out before we we finish this breakout. They 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 wrap up rape cases at like 35 percent so i'm not surprised to find that no i'm not either so you're closing murder rates okay so i was right they're focusing on the murder so they're closing them out all right no i'm not with the rape either it's about 35 percent they're closing that at and again a lot of that is not reporting the crime as soon as it happened and um honestly i feel like we do a bad job of of uh of prosecutions of that crime. Well, yeah, I was going to say, getting the conviction in those cases, it's hard enough to get it to trial, but then once it gets to actual trial, in, 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 it's hard enough to get a guilty plea, and then once that happens, it's hard enough to get somebody in there for more than three years like Bill Cosby. So Yeah, which I heard about that. I don't want to go too far here because I don't have all the facts in front of me, but dude, if he's only going to serve three years, that's pathetic. It's outrageous. There's something seriously wrong with that. There's something seriously wrong with that. Now, this is dangerous information. Right. And I was almost this is what's crazy about my job. There was part of me today that was like, don't do this. Don't tell people that. Right. Because there's somebody out there on the edge. And if I just made a stupid person go, well, I bet yeah. I can do it. I bet I can get away with it. There are going to be people who want that are going to hear that number and go, oh, so now you're tempting me. See, yes, there's definitely there's definitely going to be that. And, and I guess that's just inevitable. Like you can't take responsibility for what people do with no. the facts there. Um, but it, once again, I think there's going to be a real difference between somebody who right now thinks to themselves like, OK, I can get away with killing my ex-wife or my boss or my something. I think those stories are going to be much more likely to be solved than, uh, you know, three dad and gun violence in Chicago. You know what I mean there of like, if, if you think that like, oh, I can kill her, uh, you know, that bitch, you know, whatever. If you kill your wife or girlfriend or husband or, 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 or boyfriend, they're looking they're gonna at, get you. They're, they're always looking for the person you have sex with first, because that's a lot of how sometimes murder happens. It's because affairs of the heart. Only people you love can hurt you. I, I, I hate to like, hey, here's my advice. I would think, but oh, here we go. I, I would think that going Somewhere that is not your hometown, probably states over. I'm talking like if you really were thinking about like, boy, I just want to kill somebody to kill him, and you're trying to get away with it. Flight registry. Uh, well, I was going to say, you dr- I'm saying you drive from here to Indiana, okay. and you know you go kill a homeless person out on the streets of Indiana, and you drive back immediately. Even that feels like you're going to get caught, but like that, you're right because once you start doing something that's in your world, once it's a, a murder, you know, you're going to be a suspect. You, if your neighbor, if if somebody, cops are going to come knocking on your door. I don't know if if that that concept of like, well, it's somebody completely removed from my world, from my realm, from whatever, that's where maybe I could see you getting away with it. Maybe. I I I don't want to kill anybody. No, I don't want you to kill anybody. I, I, I don't. You I really don't. Terrible. I, I think it's an awful thing, and I think it's, it would be a terrible thing to really want to do, right? And I would be worried about who you are as a person. But pushing the boundary and knowing I can get away with stuff and outsmarting the cops, I kind of want to know I can do that, right? Does that make me weird? No, no. I mean, we've all had that, you know, well, dude, if I was planning the bank heist, this is what I would do. It's, I guess, once you start putting those plans into effect, that's when that's when you have a problem. I guess I shouldn't have said the city I'd go to, the <laughs> method I would use. I guess maybe I should have kept all that out of it. But 40% chance to get away with murder in this country. I got to be honest with you. I would have guessed way lower. 
the amount of cameras you're on a day that you don't even realize, the ATMs, the fast food restaurants you drive by, the sidewalks, like downtown Canton's got a bunch of them in that courtyard right. where you can sit and have lunch. There's cameras everywhere now. So I would have just thought that, that uh, honestly, we would be closing murder rates. And I honestly, I expected it to be closer to like 20%. Maybe you could get away with it. Not 40. That number, honestly, it did. It kind of took me back just a little bit. Machine Head is playing the Agora. They're doing so on October the 22nd. We're going to get you hooked up. And somebody sent me something stupid that Kiss is doing, and they think I'm going to do this now because I'm in a relationship. And if you guys will give me the $6,000, I'll do it. That's next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LOCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LOCK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. You're getting new Kelly Clarkson, new Chris Jansen, new Chris Cornell. They're all part of that. Also at 9 o'clock, another opportunity for you to put $1,000 in your pocket with Rock 106.9's bribe. We'll put some money in your pocket. Need it. Yeah. Tell me about it. That'd be nice. Although it is payday this week for you and I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not today. No, it's not. It's not. It is not. <laughs> Nine o'clock, it doesn't happen. No, it does not. Um, you know who has no problem making money? Who's that? And uh, that's my probably my favorite band since growing up. It uh, is Kiss. And um, they know how to turn a dime, those guys. Like Gene Simmons is very smart. He knows how to make money. And everybody wants to not kiss for that. And I've said this about this band for a while now. That there was a time where you could say, ah, they're more about their their business than they are about their, their music catalog. And it was a little bit true. But the problem with it is now is that it's been said for so long that their music doesn't get enough credit. Like they you've actually turned them into like not enough credit band where it's actually it's like ah dude they're better musically than people want to admit. Dude, if you don't think your favorite band, whoever it is, isn't a sell like come on guys, like this is they're not they're not doing it well they're just doing it for the love of the game man. they're just doing it because they love it so much. Yeah, when 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 they're 19 and they're putting together their first band maybe, but even then it's not because they love it so much, it's because they know it's going to get them laid in millions of dollars. Like come dude, I that that's just such a naive way to look at any artist to me where it's like, "Oh dude, they just care about selling concert tickets." Well, goddamn, what do you think they're doing? Exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, Iron Maiden's out there selling beer now. Every Foo right. Fighters got pajamas and Hot Topic. Right. Like, and where do you think they got that idea, by the way? By Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Also, that's why entertainment everywhere you go. That's why there's fire. That's why there's stages. That's why there's fireworks everywhere. That's why LeBron comes out to flames. Why do you think that is? Because Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons raised your expectation of entertainment for dollars spent. They were really good at it. Now, are they shameless? Yes, they are. They're a little shameless. And they just announced the final tour. I'm eye-rolling. I don't buy it. But am I going to go? Absolutely. But I got sent this. Because I believe this is in Las Vegas where this is going down. It is. And obviously, those of you that listen a lot know that's where my family lives. My brother's lived in Las Vegas almost 20 years now. And I'm also in a new relationship. So people are like, oh my God, he's in love. You're probably going to end up getting married, right? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But apparently now, at the Kiss Monster Mini Golf Course. Jeez, what, what, what? The Kiss Monster Mini Golf Course. They have what? a mini golf course. 
But what makes it monsterish? <laughs> like, okay, so there's a mini golf course. You got Gene's Fable. What monsters are we talking about? Well, here? I, I think Gene's face is probably what dude. Does it. They have the I Love It Loud Wedding Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> where you can get a 45 RPM record with colored vinyl as your special wedding certificate. Okay. And if you want to buy the $6,000 wedding package, okay, Ace Freely will either be your best man or walk the bride down the aisle. <laughs> Ace will give the bride away for six grand. Ace, Ace got nothing else going on. He does not. Well, uh, hold on now. Is, here we go. Is, is he an official? Because all right. So here's what's been happening. Let me tell you what the final tour. Let me tell you what the final tour is going to be. I'm guessing. Okay, but as a Kiss purist, huge fan, Gene's been doing these special vault shows across the country where he's like giving away stuff from his private collection, and they're, they're, it's actually really cool because it is—it's stuff from like his collection, right? And he shows up, he plays a show, and then they kind of do one of these, and like old members of Kiss have just been showing up at these. Gene and Ace have—I mean, dude—the hatred between these two goes way back early. They always talk about how they put it back together and they're all right. They're not. This is about the money. So what they're going to do is they're going to come out and do the tour and it'll be Ace and Eric. Or I'm sorry. It'll be Tommy and Eric as Ace and Peter. And then you'll get Paul Stanley in the middle of the show. You know it. He says the same thing for the last 25 years. How you doing, people? He'll give you one of those. We got some special guests in the house tonight. Ace Freely. Shock me! Just like in, in Alive 2. That's what it's going to be, dude. They're going to roll them out there, and they're going to do this for you, which is why they're starting to give you this, and they're going to do it right. And if they do that, I'm okay with it. Dude, but to answer your question, do I want to get married at the I Love It Loud Wedding Chapel and have Ace Freely walk my bride down the aisle? You're goddamn right I do. No, of course not. 6000 bucks though? As it's far, not bad. As far as like wedding crap goes, I mean, it's a gross amount of money to get spent on weddings, dude. 6000 bucks for that? I think that's pretty reasonable. I had a woman tell me the other day, she's no longer married. Her first wedding cost her $35,000. I was going to guess 20 is probably on par, and that's crazy to me. 35 and she paid for it, which I thought was insane. You know, there's a little I love it loud right there. The I Love It Loud Wedding Chapel. Now, here's the thing. Do I want to go play Kiss Mini Golf in Vegas next time I go? For sure, I'll go do that. So, it's, I mean, is H just like sitting around waiting for somebody to come in and get married? Like, is it just like well, he's ha- sitting there handing nah. out the golf balls waiting for somebody just to be like, hey, we need you over here. Makeup on, reading Gene's book? <laughs> no, I don't think that's what's happening. No, no, no. I, I, you have to book it. You do have to book it, and you have to schedule it out. But six grand? That's not bad. Not bad. Somebody floated this idea the other day, and I like it. Next year is the five-year anniversary of this show at Rock 106.9. And they said, dude, you know what you should do? You should get one of the really good Kiss tribute bands, like Mr. Speed or uh, Hotter Than Hell is another one out of Michigan. I think that was where they're from. And get them to play that stage out back at Buzzman. Like, imagine how cool that would be, dude. If you got, like, a really good Kiss tribute band to come out there. Now, I said, I was like, I'm interested to do it. I'll talk to the radio station. If I can get them on board and if I can get sales to, I don't know, speak to me, then we'll, we'll try and get it done. But... I what I want out of Mr. Speed, and if anybody knows them, this is what I would want. I want to be able to submit the set list. 
Yeah, you could you could you know talk to the boss and try to make stuff happen. Maybe get the sales staff involved. Now, why are you going to do this or, to us right or, now? Or or just I'll do it. I'll text Buzzman Mike. We can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll get it done. Right now, Mike's going. Yes, absolutely. Right here, let's do that. Here. Yes, let's do that. Mike's willing to help me, dude. He begs me to do more stuff there. So maybe we should do that next year, five year anniversary. We get Mr. Speed out there. I get to submit the set list. We'll do it somewhere near my birthday, and everybody wins. Right? Well, at least I win. I don't care about anybody else. I get I get to win. More Sansbury Show and those Machine Head tickets. That's all next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Passing out $1,000 coming up at 9. Also, New Tour Tuesday. New Kelly Clarkson, new Chris Jansen, new Chris Cornell, all part of that. Looking forward to it. I like uh, Chris Cornell a lot. A lot of his solo stuff. As a matter of fact, that album he did with Timberland years ago, I think it was 06. I loved A lot of people didn't. I loved it. Yeah, that was really good. dude's a phenomenal voice. There's no question about that. Yeah, huge um, talent. What uh, what was the name of the of the Chris Jansen song? Who's your farmer? Oh, I thought I was kicked the dust off 2.0, but all right, who's your farmer? Close enough. You ever get it going? Big so, old Debra, I need it. I gotta tell you, I I knew make a drink. I think is one of fix a drink. I think mm-hmm. is it, uh, and then uh, 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 buy uh, buy me a boat. I knew those two songs from Chris Jansen. And I went to the country jam, and I was like, all right, well, we'll kind of see what this kid's all about. And I gotta tell you, man, the kid's a performer for sure. I don't, I haven't heard this song, so I'm not gonna tell you that's good. But like, Chris Jansen can perform on stage, full show. He hits, dude. That kid has it. I remember the boat song. I remember that one. I think we knew Turd Tuesday that one too. We did indeed. We did indeed. So I'm reading this, and I'm a little depressed by it now. As a masculine man admitted in court on Monday to beating his girlfriend's two years son, two year old son, sorry, over the course of four hours. Now, the judge says his actions were so egregious that he wished he could send him to jail for 10 years, but he's not allowed. He doled out the maximum sentence, which is a three-year term for third-degree felony of endangering a child. Wow. All right, I got to tell you, I don't know, because obviously I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, but I'm hearing a lot of these prison terms for crimes, and I got to tell you, I feel like we're ready for an awakening on this. Like, Bill Cosby's going to do three years in jail for rape? Like, rape? Oh, I mean, dude, there's a serious misbalance when it comes to justice in this country. There's no denying it's it. It's time we have this conversation. Not right now, but I'm saying, like, the country's ready for us to, like, kind of watchdog this a little, right? I mean, you look at situations where people are grossly overpunished for stuff, and it's like, and then you look at stuff where people are underpunished stuff, and that's almost more egregious. That's almost more of an error on our justice system here, where it's like the crime has, to, or the punishment has to fit the crime, and this certainly does not, dude. So this was back in July 19th. Brandon Baylog, I believe is how you say the guy's name, uh, had then over a course of four hours had beat this uh, beat this child. During that time, he inflicted blunt force trauma to the child's face and head, left bruises on his thighs, legs, and genitalia. Jesus, dude. Like, I just can't believe there are people that can do that to kids. Like, I get being annoyed for sure. I get kind of like yelling at him, come on, walk through the store, put that down. Like, I get it. But you're going to beat a kid. Like, if you can beat a child for four hours straight, there's some, dude, you're not wired right. Like, and I'm sorry, dude, three years isn't enough. No. We need to remove you from society because you've shown me you're not okay. Yeah, you're not. Your wiring is wrong. You're not capable of Even being a member of society. You and I are adults, right? Yeah. Well, we yeah, let's well close, right? We're, Every we're day on the border, adulting. <laughs> okay, but like, in Fantone's not a physical person at all. Like, he's just not a physical, violent person. But if you should happen to like, I don't know, have to protect yourself this afternoon in Canton against another grown-up, 
when I, the point I'm trying to make is you are going to get to the point where you have beaten that person up enough to where it's over and walk away. You're not going to sit there for four continue, hours right? and beat somebody. So now not only is it not a person of your equal standing as an adult, but you're able to do it to a child. You're sick, bro. Like you're sick. Go away forever. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the victimization of children is something that we, especially crimes like that, we have to reevaluate kind of how we're doing things. Um, and I guess a part of this story that is a little bit like of a head scratcher to me or a little bit that doesn't add up here, you know, you, you bring up the fact that you get frustrated with children and obviously there's going to be lines of like, well, I think this is appropriate or I think this is not appropriate. There's going to be difference in parenting skills and styles and all those things. Um, but this this wasn't his kid. You know what I'm saying? This is his girlfriend's, girlfriend's child. And to me, it's almost like, well, dude, just walk away. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are you, what are you, what do you, if it's that bad, but I guess maybe if the girlfriend's offering like. Applying logic. Well, yeah. And if the girlfriend's giving you like, oh, well, you don't have to have a job and I'll pay for the bills and blah, 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 blah. And you can do no wrong. No, we don't know that. that, We're just saying. But that's maybe why you would stick through that. But to me, it's just like, dude, this isn't your kid. Go Walk away. Now, this is a judge saying this because I want you to understand that. Like when a judge or a cop or an EMT tells you something's awful, it's awful because of how much of this kind of stuff they see. This judge said these pictures sickened him more than any horror movie he's ever seen. Baylock 28, had di- he did tell the judge, however, he did try to kill himself after he realized what he had done, and he admitted to having a drug problem using cocaine, acid, all of it. Okay, again, you're not excusing this. No longer, no longer, no longer, because I'm a grown-up now, but I've done those drugs. I've done all those drugs. Yeah. And, dude, I wasn't going to do that. I've always said cocaine will make you want to do weird sex stuff. For sure, it does. Even though your, your penis is still like, I don't really want to. But your brain's like, yeah, let's go do that, right? But, like, that drug will make you want to do stuff like that. But it's not going to want to make you beat your kid. This is like winning the lottery. Drugs are very much like winning the lottery. They heighten who you are. It heightens who you are. Not doesn't It doesn't change. Well, you know what? Hardcore drugs do change who you are. They do. You know what? Heroin does change you. That kind of stuff does change you. And acid, tripping on acid, maybe you get caught up in that. But I don't want to excuse it away over the drugs because I don't, I think that that sounds like very much like squad car religion at that point. You're in the car, you're in the courtroom and you're looking for a little sympathy for yourself there at that point too. So I don't want to excuse it away because of the drugs. Yeah. I think anytime that you do have a judge say something like that, was it Frank Fershoni or? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, this guy has been on the bench for years in Stark County and has seen so many cases for him to say something like that. that, It's something. That, that, really is. You know what? I, honestly, I don't want to bum everybody out before we get into New Tour Tuesday. Let's spread a little good news here. This is from the uh, this from the Bulldog football team. Uh, you know, McKinley, their football team kind of put this together, and it's like this video package about how they're looking for some change. It's not necessarily about the kneeling or all that, but they're kind of looking for some change in some of our mentality, and I thought it came out pretty good. It's online for you at WRQK.com, but let's, uh, you know, let's play a little audio. We are the voice. That says no to violence. We are the voice. That treats all women with respect. We are the voice. That demonstrates tolerance. We are the voice. That chooses kindness. We are the voice. That says no to bullying. We are the voice. That doesn't wait for it, but works for it. We are the voice. That supports one another. We are the voice. That works hard on and off the field. We are the voice. That speaks up for others. We are the voice. That supports those in crisis. We are the voice. That treats all with respect. We We are are the voice. voice. That includes everyone. We are the voice. That supports differences. We are the voice. We We are the voice. We are the voice. We are the voice.
I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really, really well done. The video's online for you at WRQK.com. If you have a second, go please go take a look. I think you'd be pretty interested to see that. And New Tour Tuesday and $1,000 are both up for grabs next on The Sansbury Show. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Before getting to New Tour Tuesday, I should tell you, Fantone will be out at T-Mobile tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5 at the Tusk location across the street from Walmart up there. You'll be there from 3 to 5 getting people hooked up with good phone deals and I'm oh, sure yeah. sure surprising from here at Rock 106.9. Dude, you if you've ever dreamed about number one, first and foremost, meeting your boy, and number two, winning some prizes, all you have to do is stop by 3 to 5. Uh, T-Mobile, I know they've got unlimited data and they want to get you hooked up with it. Uh, unlimited data for all and, uh, you know, concert tickets, you know, all sorts of good stuff from the Rock Mother. We'll have it tomorrow, 3 to 5, I West like Tusk. It. I like it. We're also about to pass out $1,000 here momentarily before we do that. Yeah, Got to get through New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. Thanks for that. Uh, if you're new to the program, here's what we do. We play songs across all musical formats. We don't bar much. Mostly it's this, though. Top 40, country, kind of rock tune, right? It's kind of the way we do business here. We'll play you uh, your Top 40 track here. This is new Kelly Clarkson. Full disclosure, I love her. Big, huge fan. Big, huge Kelly Clarkson fan. I, I just love her. And her new song is called Heat. Oh, no bit. question. I mean, dude. since the beginning of the song, she is. She's kind of going like Gospel Sunday on you. No question. There's there's a little bit of an urban feel to it. Yeah, just do jumping jacks in the aisle <laughs> at the church, right? I mean, kind of coming out that way. You know, she always has a reputation for being a little, uh, let's call her fluffy. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. A little, but, dude, I'm just telling you right now, dude, Kelly Clarkson could get it. All day. Well, as her career has gone on, I mean, you got to remember Kelly Clarkson's been in the spotlight for a good 20 years right now, probably. First idol I mean, winner? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She was the first American idol winner. So if it's not 20 years, it's, close. Damn, it's damn well close, close to it. Um, she had kids and, like, she's a real person. So, like, yeah, we're all getting a little bit fatter. Well, like, calm down, guys. I mean, she struggled with her weight forever. I mean, she's just kind of one of those girls you can kind of tell. But, dude, I got to tell you, even at her heaviest, Kelly Clarkson could get it all day. I think much like. Well, um, I mean, for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I, think, I think much <laughs> Let's like. Be honest. Much like Adele, too, I don't think Kelly Clarkson was ever really presented as like a... Sex symbol. Yeah, where it's like so many other female singers are, and use that for your advantage, but Kelly Clarkson, to me, never was presented as such. And if I'm Kelly Clarkson and Adele, I kind of like it, because then I know I'm standing on my ability. Right.
blacking it off. I put that work in. Like, yeah. Good lord. Yeah, it's like when I hang out with Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of happens. We both are very guilty of that. this to be better it's not terrible but i want it to be better thing i'll say is not really familiar right now i think once it is then you'll be like okay oh the chorus will land yeah yeah Yeah, it went a little long at the yeah, end. Yeah, a little long no there. A, a little too much out of Kelly Clarkson there at the end of that. That's her new one. It's called Heat. Fantone, give me your vote, buddy. Not a turd. I mean, I'm not going to go down record saying the greatest song of all time, but like strengths, uh, I mean, her strengths are what they are, and they played well in that song. I mean, she sounded really good. The chorus is more than singable enough. The content is more than relatable enough. So I think it's a hit, and it sounded pretty good, too. So I'm going to call it not a third. Before I give you my vote, let me float this idea by you, uh, presented to me via Twitter. Kelly Clarkson, good pick for the Hall of Fame concert for Legends? Doesn't feel like it. No? No, it doesn't jump off the page at me. It doesn't. I, I, I would have said yes. I would have said absolutely. But when Maroon 5 had trouble selling it out, I'm sorry. I, I, dude, they're, they're bigger right now than she is, right? Yes. Un- undeniably, yes. Maroon 5 so. is a bigger band. It feels like Maroon 5 is much bigger right now than Kelly Clarkson happens. I know she's on like that show, The Voice and all that. I know that. But like, I still feel like Maroon 5 is like the big... Well, he is too, right? I feel like um, Maroon 5 is the bigger act, and if they're having trouble selling it out... And again, I don't think it's about the act. I think Fantone's right. I think it's more about the area. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously... As we've had trouble with Kid Rock and Toby Keith selling it out, we had trouble with Maroon 5 selling it out. I also think maybe if you used a different vehicle to let people know what's going on and what the information is... like. The first year when they yeah. used you and I, Sandsbury that, that might that might that might be a little bit more that might be you know a little helpful there. But I'm going to vote half a turd on the new Kelly Clarkson. Eh, it's mm. Half a turd. Yeah, we'll uh, play you the new Chris Jansen. Who's your farmer? And Phantom will <laughs> he'll, he'll laugh at all <laughs> you rednecks. He'll laugh at all you rednecks next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword money to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. 
where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Pledge of the new Kelly Clarkson. Heat Fantone uh, said not a turn. I voted half. Her audience will probably actually dig that song. We have new Chris Jansen for you, country artist. You may remember him from uh, Buy Me a Boat. This song is called Who's Your Farmer? It's a good question. A lot of people know. Who is my farmer? Yeah, I do need to know that. I don't know. Who's your farmer? Who's your roughneck? Who's your curb bill dirty boots thrown on my back porch redneck? Yeah. Who's the one you and drink, watch out over your kitchen sink, turn you on like a fiery lawnmower girl, who's your farmer? Who keeps planting them kisses on your sound, Georgia lips? Dancing in the rain with my hands on your hips, who lays your life out in pretty little rows? Who keeps that red dirt between your pretty toes? I'll say my name, let it echo Farmer. Okay. We're stretching. I mean, like, we're stretching. Okay. We are. This, this is a little bit. Sh- and I think this kid's talented. Like I said, I saw him at Country Jam and he put on a hell of a show. He's a performer for sure, but we're getting a. Li- this is a little bit of a stretch. Little Rose, who keeps that red dirt between your credit toes? Here's the thing. I, dude, I get it, and I like the country music. Why do you want your bitch with dirty feet, though? Yeah, dude, I don't want, I don't want, dude, not dirty feet. They love, they love that red dirt. I don't know why that's different than like dirt, dirt, but like, dude, they just, just dirt. love that so red me, dirt. Dude, right Bolivar, there. send me a picture of red dirt. <laughs> I know you, I know you guys got it down there. Philly's how? probably got some. How? How? Dude. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like thirty minutes south of here. How is it possible that you have different colors of dirt? I don't know. How's it possible they have less teeth? <laughs> I don't know. Remember when we used to crap on rappers all the time because they would take two words that kind of sounded the same and tried to make them rhyme? Ram. Holler and farmer. Oh, yeah, it's kind of, sort of, kind of, kind of close. Just say shizzle, Jansen. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Your cold beer. Who's the arms around you on a four when I fly through a hay field? Who's your crooked smile in a t shirt tan, homegrown southern charmer? See, you just said a crooked smile? Yeah. Why is that a selling point? Well, dude, I mean, that's the way it is down there. There's not a lot of orthodontists. You just gotta live with what you were given there. Who's your, who's your crooked smile? Who keeps them kisses on your sound, Georgia lips? Dennis Brian Ash, by the way. Fulton will help you with that. Yeah, dude, if my chick came over with 30 feet, I'd be like, get in the shower right now. What the hell's the matter with you? 
We got plumbing. Yeah. Wash your toes. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to do something Don't come here. Out. What, what are you, a puppy? You know, wipe them goddamn paws off before you get in here. Has this song, like, had a verse or is it all chorus? I just feel like the whole time we've been in chorus. A little bit of a bridge here, but, like, yeah. it was just, like, like right. even right out of the gate, it was, like, chorus, 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 bridge. Like, you're right. How to drop what? Drop down your tailgate, or was it? Was it? I'm it sure it out? was. Okay. I didn't hear it, but I'm sure right. that's close. All right. I don't. I don't understand. There's so many things, and I, this is how I knew I was old. I was like, dude, there's so many things in rap music I don't get anymore. I don't get the drug references. I don't get the gun references as much as I used to. But dude, country music, I have no idea what's going on in it. Ever, dude. Never know what's going on. I think that's a big thing in music, though. Seriously. I think it's a big thing of, like, we're cooler than you. Catch up to us. And okay. it's like people will just kind of go along with it because they want to pretend that they're cool enough to know. Okay. Yeah. And who, who hasn't right? been there before? We're like, yeah, I like that. I Sure I do. You know, back in the day, people were like, you ever heard this? Yes. Of course. And most of the time, if you ask me if I've seen or heard something, I'm saying yes because I don't want you to talk to me about it. <laughs> hey, well, look at this video on my phone. Yeah, yeah, no, saw thanks. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Seen it. Seen it. <laughs> Who's your farmer? Who keeps planting kisses on your sound? See, he's not bad. Like, he's got a voice you can listen to. You can kind of hear it. He's a good showman. He kind of has it, but this song's a stretch. Apparently, Kayla's telling me that a crooked smile is like a half a smile that some chicks think is sexy. So it's not really that its teeth are crooked. It's that you're kind of half smiling. It's that meth mouth smile. Just Mountain Dew and speed. Never been to the dentist a day in your life. Who's your Yeah, there you go. There's new Chris Jansen. Who's your farmer? Uh, that's pretty much Eric Church Light right there. There it is. Okay. <laughs> it is, essentially, is essentially what uh, what Chris Jansen is there. Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turn. Um, you know, I'm, I've been trying to be more open minded when it comes to stuff that I don't normally like. So yeah, I'm like, all right, well, let me you. let me let me give that a shot right there. I'll try to, you know, but dude, not very good. The thing I'll say about it, it's probably going to be a hit though. I mean, honestly, it's under three minutes long and it has a very singable chorus, so I wouldn't be surprised. But I did not like it. It's a turd. I am going to go the other way. I didn't like it, but that song's not a turd. Not a turd! No way how music kind of works a little bit. I uh, I suspect that that one will land actually somewhat decently. We do have new Chris Cornell for you. That is uh, When Bad Does Good. You'll hear it next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Sorry, I got to breathe. Just breathe. I, I got to breathe. I got... There's something... I'm, oh my god, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. I just, there's something that Fantone and I are waiting for it to be over. Yeah. And I will be <laughs> so happy when it's over and I don't have to deal with it. It's New Dirt Tuesday. I, I, it's not the show. Oh my god, I'm so, dude, I'm so blinding mad. I can't even see straight anymore. I've been dealing with this for two weeks and I'm over it. 
Okay, there it is. Let's move forward. <laughs> Dear God, I want to pop the head off of people. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday now. Already played you the new Kelly Clarkson, new Chris Jansen. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, we were split on. Yeah. Chris Jansen, split, split on. Yeah. We knew how we now. Uh, sorry, we do now have <laughs> an angry Stansberry that can't say things. And uh, new Chris Cornell when bad does good now. Thought this was the beginning of that Standing Prince song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's let's stop right here. Okay. Question. I'm not this is not a statement. Question. Best voice in rock history. It's bold. <sighs> bold because Robert Plant could belt it. So but Chris, I mean, dude, he's got range. I mean, Axel had range, but he wasn't as pleasant sounding. No, 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 no. Chris Cornell better than Axel Rose, in my opinion, for sure. Both got range. Um and I I I one hundred percent uh, if I'm picking out, to me, it's very much like, well, who's the greatest whatever of all time, whether we're talking basketball player, quarterback, whatever, is that you're going to have, you know, where you were listening to music is going to make a big difference there. But when it really, How comes, old you were. When it really comes down to it, it's just like Chris Cornell was the right sound for the right time. I mean, he was very, what he was doing was very much better than everything else around him. I mean, there's no debate about it. Of that scene, he was by far and away the best voice of that. So I can I say the greatest of all time? But he's in the conversation. He's on the very, very short list. Yeah, he would be in my top five probably. Wasn't overly aggressive, but still rocky, you know? Yes. Could do the ballad and the rock hit, too. Thing too, this is Chris Cornell late in his career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. How many times do we talk about an artist who, and it's like, dude, he just doesn't have the voice anymore. Like, no fault, you know, yo, dude, you've been you've been out there running it for forty years. Like, of course, there's going to be some deterioration. This sounds as good as he ever has. He, I don't know how old he was. He, he had to be over fifty, though, right? For I mean, sure. I mean, he had to be. Yeah, I mean, Soundgarden probably became 1991, a band. They were I was going to say early nineties, late eighties. Bad Motorfinger, I think, came out in ninety two. So, I mean, you're getting pretty close there. is so good for me, Fantone, that he can make me like stuff I wouldn't. Like, I don't really like this song. Yeah. There's not much going on, but he's so good that I'm like, well, I mean, just keep singing it, dude. I kind of like the way you sound. 
this song could definitely use like, hey, here's something happening. Right. I agree. Especially when you consider there's another two and a half minutes left in this. I gotta tell you, oh my god. Yeah, dude. It's not even close to over. <laughs> Audio Slave is something I wish would have been better. And I thought the music was great. I I don't mean, better is not the right word. I wish it would have caught on better. Because okay. I thought the albums were really, really good. I thought the art we got out of that was really, really good. And I felt like, dude, do that tour. Now you can't now because Chris, you know, took his life. But had you got Zach out there and you got a little rage right. and then you got Audio Slave, like what a tour that would have been. And I feel like we as the audience got robbed on that. There it is. Melinda Brown Duncan just wailing in the background there. Ah, that'd be great. Now I don't know. I haven't really, I, I, I haven't really heard all the verses here. But I'm guessing what he's kind of. I'm guessing this message is, you know, people kind of look down their nose at rock bands and like that kind of stuff. And like, oh, you must just be like. I deal with this all the time. Well, your listeners, greasy stoners. It's like, no, dude. I got lawyers. I got doctors. I got serious people who listen to the show too. And they're probably stoned, but always, whatever. Always have. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like the mis, you know, the misperception of these kinds of things happens a lot. So I wonder, is that what he's kind of saying? Like, look, dude, like, yeah, I was in Soundgarden. Yeah, I was an audio slave. But I'm also out here doing, I was out there trying to do some good things too. I wonder if that's what it is. Send me then. Chris was 52 when he died. Thank you, Rita. When 
Um, I hate to knock somebody who's no longer there, but when was that bad going to turn into good? Then? There's, uh, <laughs> there's uh, that's new Chris Cornell. When bad does good, Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Uh, nice. Chris Cornell's definitely a great vocalist, and like hearing it and listening to it, like you said, I wanted to keep listening to it. I wanted to like it more. I, I, I wanted to be like, yeah, man. Um, so musicianship alone, there, yeah, I'm gonna give you a tip of the hat. But like, dude, get a get a, a producer in there and say, Chris, dude, we gotta cut this song in half, man. What was the song? For. Yeah, there's a little bit of like big enough star, nobody can tell him no going on there. And I I gotta vote turd. I, I just, no. Oh, oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta vote turd. It's a turd. And I'll explain why. Because I feel like if I say anything else, then I'm allowing the fact that he died and I was a fan of that to okay. cloud my judgment. And I want to be fair because I just don't think the song was any good. And so I don't want to be guilty of doing that. So I'm going to vote turd on uh, on Chris Cornell. I feel terrible about doing it because I did love him. Uh, and he was wildly talented. There's no denying that. Fantone will be at T-Mobile. This is tomorrow afternoon, mm-hmm. 3 to 5 on Tusk across the street from Walmart there. T-Mobile store, 3 to 5 tomorrow afternoon. We'll also have more opportunities at $1,000 all throughout the show tomorrow. However, that continues now. Teresa's going to get you hooked up multiple times. Fishhead will get you hooked up as well. So if you need some money, stick around every single hour. $1,000 up for grabs on Rock 106.9. More Sansbury Show tomorrow at 6 a.m. Though You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true.